Hey, how's it going? My name is Stephen Marks and welcome to the Spirit and Truth podcast. My purpose with all of these teachings is to equip you with the word of God and help you understand your authority, your power, your victory and mission as a believer in Jesus Christ. So you go from glory to glory and victory to victory by the power of Holy Spirit who lives in you. So enjoy, God bless and let's get our generation saved. Good morning and welcome to episode two of Walking in the Power to Heal. I'm super excited to be with you. We covered an amazing foundation of the four categories of disease that Jesus was empowered to heal. And we see that in Matthew 8 and it bleeds into our first kind of pillar or secret to divine healing. And uh, that's where we are this morning. And so I'm going to try and go through this as smooth as I possibly can. I'm going to try and not get kind of on a tangent with anything. Uh, I've really just tried to be as structured as possible with these things and just move through them methodically and simply for you. And depending on the time, we're going to try and, and go through these as rapidly as we can, but also in as much depth as possible. Ultimately, my hope with all of these teachings is to equip you with the word of God, like I said in the beginning, right? To take you from glory to glory and victory to victory, all by the power of Holy Spirit who lives in you, right? So when the word of God and the spirit of God come together, that's the power just made manifest. So first kind of pillar is that sickness and disease is of the devil, all right? If you want to walk in the healing power of Jesus, in your walk with the Lord, if you want to be a believer who lays their hands on people and they see healing, you have to understand sickness and disease is of the devil. It's not of God. He's not the author of death and destruction, right? The Bible says the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. It says Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, right? This is in Acts 10 verse 38. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Actually, I'm going to read it to you. It says, God anointed Jesus um, of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Acts 10, 38. Here, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. When God's for you, you go around healing because one of the works, one of the things that the Son of Man appeared to do was to destroy the works of the devil, right? First John 3 verse 8, I believe. So what did he go around doing? Destroying the works of the devil. Why? God was with him. How? By Holy Spirit. All right. And what did he destroy? Sickness and disease. Why? Because it's of the devil. You have to get it into your head that there's no situation where it's like, oh, you know, disease is teaching me how God's teaching me something to disease. No, that's not true. Right. I'm not limiting God now and saying what is and isn't. But I'm saying in scripture, there's no way where disease taught somebody something. Right. You don't see Jesus saying, oh, you know what? I'm actually just going to leave you with leprosy because God's really teaching you patience. No, that's not what happens. Even when the disciples said, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents? He said, no, it's not because of sin. It's because of the glory of God needing to be made manifest in his life. So maybe you could say, oh, well, he's teaching me that glory has got to be manifest. Okay, but then it has to be by a miracle working power of God coming into your life and bang, pots is healed or whatever the heck it is. Right. And I've seen that. I've seen that full. Well, I've been in a meeting with a girl. Okay, so one of my closest friends was preaching. He preached on the woman with the issue of blood, how she'd been bleeding for 12 years. This woman in the meeting had been sick for 12 years with a neuro disorder, POTS. Literally, that was her issue. 
and she came forward for prayer. She received healing and never again has dealt with the disease again. That's the power of God working. Oh, it's coincidence. It's coincidence for a neuro disorder to, be, to disappear? No, I'm sorry. That's the power of God working, right? Because sickness and disease is of the enemy. It's a hindrance. It's not life and life to the full. It's not life and life abundantly. That's what Jesus came to do to establish life. Now, what every Tom, Dick and Harry loves to do is pick at the story of Job. So I want to address that. Oh, what about Job? What does Job even say? Job 2 verse 7. Let's read it. This is what it says. Because people ask about Job because they love to question the character of God. They want to put God to the test and say, God isn't who he says he is. You want to know who said that in the beginning? Satan. He said, did God really say that? That's satanic in your life. If you're asking questions like, oh, but what about Job? Let me question the character of God. I can tell you now that's a demonic mindset and you need to get rid of it. And you're not going to walk in the healing power of anything to do with the Lord when you're questioning his character. Right? So look at this. Job 2 verse 7. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took piece, sorry, took a piece of broken pottery with which to scrape himself while he sat with ashes. As in he needed to scratch himself. So check it out. Who smote Job? The devil smote Job. Right? Now, I also want to go. Job's righteous, right? Job's righteous. And the devil came after him. Devil doesn't care who you are. He does not play fair. He hates you so much. There's nothing in him that likes you. You're a disgrace to the devil. He hates you with a passion. You're useless. You're nothing. That's the reality. That's how he sees me. That's how he sees you. Might say, oh, that sounds unfair. No, it's not unfair. That's just the way it is. Check at this. Luke 13. We see Jesus healing again. Now, as he was teaching, so Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. You could say in church on a Sunday. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit. For 18 years, she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And Jesus saw her. He called her over and said to her, woman, you're freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately was made straight. And she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrite, you does not your, oh, that's irritating. You hypocrite, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it to water? Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Check out this. This is why I like teaching on this. This woman, a daughter of Abraham, or you could say a Christian, was bound for 18 years by a demon. That's the fourth category of disease. Demonic spirit possession or demonic spirit uh, disorder of some type. A demonic issue that's causing some sort of sickness and disease within your body. Right? And, and Christians aren't exempt from this because Satan comes after everyone. 
But when you know your authority, when you know the word of God, you can walk in the fullness of life knowing, hey, the Bible says I won't be harmed. The Bible says no weapon formed against me can prosper. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. I'm walking in healing because 2000 years ago, that's what I got. And you can actually speak to disease. You can speak to the devil. You can speak to these things and get rid of them straight away because the devil's not scary. The devil's scared himself. He's terrified. He just tries to deceive everyone to make him seem like he's got a chance. That's why all the horror movies that are in existence today, it's like the devil's so powerful and Jesus is so weak in comparison. It's a lie. That's not true. Jesus is so powerful that 2,000 years ago, he hung on a cross so that he took your sickness and your disease. That's why in, in uh, Matthew 8, that chapter is amazing. It literally says this was to fulfill what the prophet Isaiah said, which is he took our sickness and disease. It's a fulfillment of that prophecy, which then we see in 1 Peter 2.24, which says, By his wounds, you were healed. When? 2,000 years ago, by his wounds, not by crucifixion, by his wounds, you were healed. What's that? Beating. How many times did he get beaten? 39. What does that represent? 39 categories of disease in existence. In other words, every single disease that's ever been around, that's ever invented, that the Bible talks about and outside of Scripture, because that's what Scripture talks about, literally says every disease mentioned in this book and also outside of this book will come upon you when you're living under the curse. What did Christ do? Redeem us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3 verse 13 and 14. That is what it says. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. What's part of the curse of the law? Sickness and disease. And that's coming up. Um, that's next thing. Actually, maybe I should dive into that. So the first point I want to make, sickness and disease is unequivocally from the devil. Point two Sickness and disease is a curse and not a blessing. Nowhere do we ever see Jesus walking along and there's some crippled human being and they say, please heal me. Or Jesus wants to heal them because he has compassion on them. And, they, and then he actually says, actually, hold on. Let me just pray to the Father and see, are you glorifying God in your sickness? Because if I heal you, then I'm going to hinder you. I'm going to stop you from glorifying God. In which case, I am opposing the work of my Father. In which case, it's a kingdom divided on itself. It cannot stand. It's stupid. So people get offended when they realize oh, I don't have enough faith to be made well. Or people get offended when they think, I don't understand why this is happening to me, or they keep living in the natural. And yes, it is a fact that faith has the capacity to heal. So yes, it is possible for there to not be enough faith in order to be made well. But what does the Bible say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So all you need to do is increase the amount of word of God you got, and faith will come and healing will come. Boom. There's your answer right there. It's answer to every question you'll ever have. But then more than that, we think about what happened 2000 years ago, right? It's not a cheap thing. It's not small. The blood of Jesus Christ was shed for our full redemption, full healing, full deliverance. All right. We've been transferred already right now out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have the forgiveness of sins and the full redemption. That's what scripture says. Colossians 1 verse 13 and 14. It's powerful stuff. But look at Deuteronomy 28 because this will give you the best example of uh, sickness and disease being a curse and not a blessing. Check out this. The blessings for obedience are Deuteronomy 14 uh, 1 to 14, but then the curses for disobedience are 15 to like 60 something, 68. 
it's 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 the real deal like jeepers these curses suck eggs man it's 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 not awesome so look at this i'm gonna read it in this bible uh, Here, verse 61, every sickness and every affliction that is not recorded in this book of the law, the Lord your God will bring upon you until you are destroyed. Whereas, uh, whereas you are numerous as the stars of heaven, you shall be fewer than the number uh, than that number because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And as the Lord took delight in doing good and multiplying you, so the Lord will take delight in bringing ruin upon you and destroying you and will pluck you out of the hand um, out of the land that you are entering to take possession of. In other words, it's a spiritual law. We've seen that. The blessings of obedience and the curses for disobedience. Those are things that God has already set up. That when you walk in the ways of God, the blessing of God follows you. What does that literally look like? That looks like Psalm 91. When you walk in the ways of God, when you dwell in the shelter of the Most High God, you're under the protection of the Almighty. And He literally, He has... Let me read it to you. Psalm 91 these are the blessings, right? Because you hold fast to God in love, he will deliver you. He will protect you because you know his name or the power of his name, which is displayed in Acts 3, right? Where the cripple gets up and he says, faith in the name of Jesus has made this man well. All right. But then check it this. He will be with him in trouble. Doesn't mean trouble's not going to come. We already know. Trials, tribulation, all those things are going to come. But what does it say? Be at peace. Why? Because Jesus has already overcome the world. When? 2,000 years ago. So we're not living as people who don't have hope, as people who don't have faith, as people who don't know the reality of the fact that everything can come against you, but it'll flee from you in seven directions because that's the promise of Abraham. And that applies to you because it says in Galatians 3 verse 9 that we're blessed along with Abraham. Galatians 13 and 14 say that we're no longer under the curse, but we are now redeemed from the curse of the law because Jesus became a curse for us. What does that mean? We are inheriting, we, we inherit the promises of Abraham and receive, because we're Gentiles, the promise of the Holy Spirit, right? That's given to us. So now if we are Christ's, then we are, if we are Christ's in Christ, we are are offspring of Abraham. Galatians 3 verse 29, right? So now this applies to us. He's with us in trouble. He will rescue us and honor us. And he will give us long life to satisfy us and show us his salvation. That's Psalm 91. Literally read the entire song. It'll, it, it'll blow your mind what's yours, right? And so it's critical to understand that sickness and disease is from the devil. And sickness and disease is a curse and not a blessing. There's nothing good about it. God is a good God. He doesn't destroy things in order to teach you something. He doesn't destruct in order to instruct. He doesn't do that. No good father does that. No father goes around saying, hey, son, here, take heroin. There you go. Calls the cops, puts him in jail for taking drugs, and then goes to jail and says, you see, son, this is why I didn't want you to get into drugs. No, there's examples to follow that we follow. The ways of God are good, righteous, and pure all together. Go read Psalm 19, Psalm 119. They all talk about the law of the Lord being perfect, there to bless man, there to prosper you, there to take you from glory to glory, victory to victory, there to, to, to refine you and bring the glory of God out of you. Literally, James says, do the word of God and you will be blessed in all you do. 
The word of God is a lamp unto your feet. In other words, everything else is darkness and the light of God is the law, is the law of the Lord, which we delight in and meditate day and night. And when we walk in that, we walk in the healing power of Jesus because sickness and disease is a curse and not a blessing. What are we under? The blessing of Abraham. Why? Because of faith. Simply faith that got us saved. Salvation faith is enough. Right? So there you go. That's uh, going to be our first episode. That's two pillars of divine healing covered today. I pray that blessed you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'll see you tomorrow for our next episode. God bless.